You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Hello, my name is Jerry Chevalier. Welcome to this 10th and final episode of the series Using Windows from the Keyboard, hosted by the Canadian Council of the Blind Get Together with Technology program. Today is July 8, 2020. In today's episode, we will look at Microsoft Outlook. We will make some configuration changes that remove unnecessary clutter from the display and make it easier to use Outlook from the keyboard. We will examine the different Outlook views, mail, calendar, and contacts. We will discuss navigation on the folder list and message list. We will practice attaching a document to an email and saving an attachment received on an email. We will conclude with a quick look at the calendar and contact forms. Open your Outlook app and let's get started. If you have a desktop shortcut for Outlook, just press enter on that, or you can tap the Windows key and type Outlook into the Windows search box and then press enter when you see or hear Outlook app in the search results. Removing window panes. There are several view settings to change before we begin. Outlook has three display regions or panes that are not easily accessible from the keyboard, and in my view, they just unnecessarily clutter the display. These are the reading pane, the to-do bar, and the people pane. I suggest you disable them. The first is the reading pane, which is to the right of the message list. It displays a portion of the email as you arrow up and down your message list. If you have enough sight to benefit from the reading pane, you may wish to leave it. But for blind people, it has no real value, and I recommend you remove it. Press Alt plus V, Alt V, to open the View ribbon. Tab multiple times until you reach the Layout submenu. Not the Layout option for tighter spacing, but the one after it. The layout with the submenu. Press enter to open the submenu. You are focused in another menu. The first item is the folder pane which we want to keep. Arrow down to the reading pane and press enter to open its submenu. You can now arrow among choices for right, bottom, or off. Press enter to select off. The reading pane is disabled and now you're back in the main outlook window. The to-do bar provides information on tasks and calendar. For keyboard users, it is of little use. To remove it, again press Alt-V to open the view ribbon. Tab multiple times to the layout submenu. Press Enter to open the layout submenu. Arrow down to the to-do bar and press Enter to open its submenu. Arrow down to the off choice and press enter. The to-do bar is disabled and you are back to the main Outlook window. Finally, we want to disable the people pane, which is a social media function, but is not keyboard friendly. To disable the people pane, again you press Alt-V to open the view ribbon. Tab multiple times to reach the people pane which follows the layout submenu that we used before. Press Enter to open its submenu 
arrow down to the off choice and press enter to disable the people pane. You are returned to the main Outlook window. Showing groups. For keyboard users, the Outlook email feature to display emails in groups, such as by date or subject, can cause confusion. When you arrow up and down the message list, this may result in messages not appearing that you know should be there. To disable the Show in Groups feature, press Alt plus V, Alt V to again open the View ribbon. Tab multiple times until you reach the Arrange By submenu. Press Enter to open this submenu and tab until you reach the Show in Groups item. If it is checked, press Enter to uncheck it. This only disables the showing groups for your current folder. When you have more time, you may wish to do this for each of your email folders. That's enough configuring for now. On your own, you may wish to investigate the Outlook app options, which you can find on the Outlook Backstage view. Press Alt-F to open the Backstage view, arrow down to Options, and press Enter. For now, we will move on to Outlook Views. Outlook Views. It's important to know the different views of Outlook. Outlook opens in the Email view. There are shortcut keys to change views. Control plus 1 on the number row will open the Email view. Control 2 is the Calendar view. Control 3 is the Contacts view. Control 4 is the Tasks view. And Control plus 5 is the Notes view. In any of those views, you can press Control plus N to open a new item related to that view. For example, in Email view, Control N will open a new email message. In Calendar view, Control plus N will start a new appointment. In Contacts view, Control plus N will start a new contact. And in Task view, Control plus N will start a new task. If you're a bit of a shortcut junkie, there are other shortcuts to start a new item from any view. From any view, Control plus Shift plus M will start a new email. Control plus Shift plus A will start a new appointment. Control plus Shift plus C will start a new contact, and Control plus Shift plus K will start a new task. There's a couple of more shortcut keys worth noting. Control plus Shift plus L will start a new contact group, also known as a distribution list, and Control plus Shift plus Q will start a new meeting request, which is a variation of the appointment form. Don't worry about memorizing all these shortcuts. There are equivalent ribbon commands. Here is a particularly useful shortcut, Control plus Shift plus I. It will return you to the email view of messages from any view. And Control plus Shift plus O will place focus in the outbox. Main window display regions or panes. The main Outlook window consists of the title bar, under that is the horizontal bar of ribbon tabs, which you reach by tapping the Alt key. As you arrow back and forth across the ribbon bar tabs, 
the ribbon for each tab is opened underneath the ribbon bar. Most of the display is occupied by the folder list on the left, the message list in the middle, and the reading pane on the right. Since we removed the reading pane, the message list will expand nicely to occupy that space. At the bottom of the screen is the status line containing information about the focused item. These different window regions are also referred to as panes. Press Ctrl plus 1 to ensure you are in the email view. In the email view, let's check out these panes. You move forward through the panes with F6 and you move backwards through the panes with Shift F6. Navigation is circular, so you will come back to the list of messages. If the ribbon is not in the F6 rotation, it may have been accidentally removed. Control plus F1 is a toggle to make the ribbon bar appear or disappear. If the ribbon bar did not appear in the F6 rotation, try pressing Control F1 to bring it back. Now let's talk about folders. Outlook folder list. Outlook lets you organize your emails in folders. From the list of email messages, press Shift F6 to move you to the tree view of your email folders. Arrow up and down to navigate your folders within this tree. You can also use first letter navigation to jump to a folder on a given branch. If you have subfolders, they are like branches on this tree. You can open a branch that is a subfolder by pressing right arrow and you can close the branch by pressing left arrow. When you arrive at a folder of interest, press F6 to return to the list of messages for that folder. You can return quickly to the main inbox folder by pressing Ctrl Shift I from any view. While in the tree view, you can press the applications key on any folder to open a context menu. You can arrow up and down this menu to perform tasks such as deleting the folder, creating a new folder, renaming a folder, or moving a folder. There is a shortcut key of interest with respect to folders. Control Y, as in Yankee, Control Y will open a tree view of your folders. You can navigate this tree view and when you find the folder of interest, just press enter to open its list of messages. Note that you cannot use the Applications key in this Control-Y tree view of folders. So you can't, for example, delete or rename folders when you press Control-Y. To do those functions, you need to access the tree view by pressing Shift-F6 from the list of messages. Message list. Let's explore the message list. You can arrow up and down the message list, when you arrive at the message of interest, it is automatically selected. Just press enter to open it. You will be placed in the body of the email message. Depending on your screen reader settings, the message may be automatically read to you. To navigate the message body, you may use all the same navigation keys that you would use in a Microsoft Word document. In addition, when you compose a new message, Outlook uses the Microsoft Word engine so all the formatting available in Microsoft Word is available to you when you type a message. You may press Escape to close the message and return to the message list. 
you can press delete to delete a message while you're in the message list. It's not actually deleted, but rather it's moved to the deleted items folder. You can hold down shift while arrowing up and down the message list if you want to select messages contiguously. To select messages non-contiguously instead of shift, you need to hold down the control key. While holding down the control key, arrow up and down, and for each message that you want to select, press the spacebar to select it or the spacebar to unselect it. Each message selected will be highlighted or your screen reader should tell you that it is selected. Don't release the control key until you have selected all the messages. If you press delete, all the selected messages will be moved to the deleted items folder. You can press Control Shift V for Victor, Control Shift V to move all the selected messages to another folder. A tree view of your folders will open. Navigate to the destination folder and press Enter to move all the selected messages to that folder. You may press Applications key on any selected message. Arrow up and down the context menu to find tasks you can perform on a message. Some of the more frequent tasks have shortcut keys, such as Ctrl-R to reply to a message, Ctrl-Shift-R to reply to all recipients of a message, and Ctrl-F to forward a message. One item of interest on this context menu is the Junk submenu. Press Enter to open its submenu. There is an option to block the sender so that future emails from that sender will be automatically placed in the Junk folder. Similarly, if a message from a sender that you trust has been incorrectly moved by Outlook to the junk folder, you can select the Never Block Sender option so that future emails from that sender will be placed as normal in the inbox. You can exit the application's context menu with Escape. That concludes our look at navigating the message list. Sending and receiving messages with attachments. Let's send and receive an email, specifically one with an attachment. We are going to email a document to ourselves to practice attaching a document to an email and then saving an attached document when that email comes back to us. We need to find a file to attach. Don't close Outlook. Use File Explorer to find an Office document, such as a Word or Excel document, somewhere on your computer. We want an Office document because they are protected documents when received on attachments, and we want to practice unprotecting a document received this way. If you don't have an Office document, you can find a different document type. You can still do this exercise except for the last part where we will unprotect the returned document. When you are focused on an Excel or Word document, press Ctrl-C to copy that document to the Windows clipboard. Press Alt-Tab to return to your Outlook email app. If you did close Outlook before, just open it again now. Press Ctrl-N to open a new email message. Focus is placed in the To field. Type your own email address in the To field because you're going to send this email to yourself. Tab over the CC field and the BCC field to reach the subject field. Type something into the subject that you will recognize when the message comes back. Then tab to the body of the message.
Type a few words to yourself, but don't send yet. Before sending, we want to now press Ctrl-V to paste the file we copied to the clipboard to this message. The file contents are not actually pasted into the message body. Rather, the file is attached to the email. From the body of the email, press Shift-Tab to return to the Attachments header field. You should be able to see or read this field with your screen reader and note that the file is attached. Now you can press Alt-S, which is the shortcut to save the email to the Outbox. In the default behavior of Outlook, this will also cause the email to be sent. Now wait a moment for the message to reach your email provider. Then press F9 to trigger a Send Receive All. This should download the message you just sent to yourself and it should appear in your inbox. Arrow to select it and your screen reader should tell you that it has an attachment. Press Enter to open the message. From the open message, press Shift-Tab to focus on the Attachments header field. Your attached file should show here. Press Ctrl-C. This will copy the attached file to the Windows clipboard. Press Escape to close the message. Use File Explorer to open your Documents folder. If this is the folder that already has your file, then open a different folder. Press Ctrl-V to paste the document from the Windows clipboard to your folder. You have now saved the attached file to your computer. Open the attached file which you have just pasted by pressing Enter on it. If it is a Word document, it will open in Word. The screen title should tell you that the document is protected. This means you cannot edit the document. To unprotect it, press Alt-F to open the Word Backstage view, arrow down to the Info category, and then press Tab 5 or 6 times until you reach the Enable Editing button. Press Spacebar to activate it. This enables editing, which is the same as unprotecting the document. You should not unprotect a document received as an attachment or downloaded from the Internet unless you trust the source. Office documents can have macro programs embedded in them, which some nasty people have used to infect your computer with malware. Now you have successfully attached a document to an email, and you have saved a document that was attached to an email that you have received. You have also unprotected that attached document after you saved it. Reading message headers. It's worth emphasizing here some useful shortcut keys for reading message headers, specifically for JAWS users. Message headers consist of the from, date, to, cc, bcc, subject, and attachment fields. Return to Outlook and select any message. Press Enter to open it. You will be placed in the body of the message. Hold down the Alt key and press 1 on the number row. JAWS will read the From field of the message headers without you having to Shift Tab to focus on that field. Press Alt 2 on the number row and JAWS will read the date the message was sent. These first two fields can only be read 
on messages you receive, not messages you are sending. Press Alt plus 3 to read the To field. Press Alt 4 to read the CC field. Alt 5 will read the Subject field. And Alt 6 will read the BCC field. If you are focused in any of the message headers, you can also quickly return to the message body by pressing Alt-Grov key. Grov is the leftmost key on the number row, immediately to the left of the number one key. These JAWS shortcut keys also read the header fields of an appointment, providing you have the appointment open. Speaking of appointments, let's now move on to look at the Outlook calendar form. Creating an appointment. The Outlook calendar view is where you create an appointment. You can quickly open this view with Control-2 on the number row. Now that you are in the calendar view, press Control-N to start a new appointment. Remember, you could have also pressed Control-Shift-A to open the appointment form from any view, such as from your email list. When you start a new appointment form, you are focused on the title. Type the title or subject of your appointment and press Tab. You are placed in the Start Date field. Enter the date of the appointment. Outlook is very forgiving about entering dates. For example, you could enter MON for next Monday. You could type July 15 with no spaces. You could type JUL15. Outlook will recognize all of these. With the date entered, press Tab and you come to the Date Picker field. Press Tab to skip this field as it's for mouse users to pick a date from a calendar. You come to the Start Time field. Enter the time of the appointment. Outlook is equally forgiving at entering times. For example, you could enter 1030A, meaning 10.30 a.m., or you could enter 1P, meaning 1 p.m., or 12N, meaning 12 noon, or 1300, meaning 1 p.m. Outlook will interpret all of these. Press Tab to focus on the end date for the appointment, which is automatically filled in with the same date as the start of the appointment. Press Tab to accept this. Press Tab again to skip over the mouse-oriented date picker field. You come to the end time for the appointment, which Outlook has automatically filled in with the time one half hour after the start time. If this is okay, just press Tab. Otherwise, enter a different end time for the appointment and then press Tab. You come to a checkbox for an all-day event. Press Spacebar to check this box if your appointment is an all-day event, in which case the start and end times will be ignored. For example, maybe you're booking a full day to go to the cottage. Press Tab. You come to the Time Zones field. You can press Tab to skip this unless you need to book an appointment in another time zone. For example, maybe in two weeks you're going to another city and you want to book an appointment in that city's local time. The next button is the Make Recurring button. Press Tab unless you want to bring up choices to make this a recurring appointment. You come to the Location field. Type an optional location for the meeting if you wish. 
If this is an online meeting, such as a Zoom meeting, you could also paste the link to join that meeting here. Then, at the meeting time, you could open the appointment and activate this link to join the meeting. Press Tab. You come to the final field, which is an optional notes field that you can fill in with additional information about the meeting. There is no Save button. Just press Alt-S to save the appointment. You are returned to the calendar view where you pressed Ctrl-N or to the view where you may have pressed Ctrl-Shift-A, such as your email view. Meeting Request The meeting request is a special type of appointment you can explore on your own. You launch the meeting request form with Ctrl-Shift-Q from any view. You enter the details for an appointment at a specific time and place, but you can also enter the emails of all the people you wish to attend the meeting. They will all receive emails with the choice to accept your meeting request. You will get an email back from each person notifying you whether they will attend. Let's move on to the Contacts view. Creating a new contact. The Contact view is where you create a new contact. You can quickly reach this view with Control-3 on the number row. Then press Control-N to open the new contact form. Remember, you could have also pressed Control-Shift-C from any view to open this contact form. You are focused in the Full Name field. Type the contact's full name, such as John Smith. Press Tab. You come to an optional Company field. Type the person's company or just press Tab to skip it. You come to an optional Job Title field. Type anything you wish. It doesn't have to be job related or just leave it blank. Press Tab. You come to the File As field. This will determine how the contact is sorted within your contact list. If you typed John Smith as your full name, Outlook will populate this File As field with Smith, John. Press Tab if that's okay or type in the string that you want to define the sort order and then press Tab. You come to a Photograph button, which allows you to attach a photo. Tab to skip. You come to an Email Index field. You only need to use this field if you want to attach more than one email address to the contact. For example, a work email and a personal email. Tab to skip. You come to the Email field, where you type the person's actual email address and then press Tab. Note that Outlook may autocomplete this email if you have used it before when sending emails. You come to the Display As field. Outlook will fill this in for you, but you can type something else. It's the text that will display in your email header when you use this email. If the email address is not very recognizable, you might want to type something more meaningful here. Press Tab. You come to the web URL. You can put the web address here for the person or company. Press Tab. You come to the optional IM field, which you can fill in if you wish. Press Tab. 
you come to a series of four phone number fields, which by default are business, fax, home, and mobile. But there are buttons to alter these categories if you wish. For each phone number, type to skip over the dot 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 button, tab to skip over the drop down type button, unless you want to change the phone number category. You come to the edit box to type in the phone number. Enter it as a 10 digit number without spaces or punctuation and then press tab. Outlook will reformat it for you. After the four phone numbers, you come to the business address. This defaults to a business type address. Press enter on this button to open a mini address form which allows you to type in street, city, state, province, postal or zip code and country. Press tab. You come to the address type button which you can press tab to skip. It allows you to change the type of address from business to personal but it's not really necessary. Tab a couple of more times and you come to an edit field. This is the final field of the contact form. It is an optional note field about your contact. Press Alt-S to save this new contact. Note that Alt-S is a consistent shortcut in Outlook for sending an email, saving an appointment, or saving a new contact. You are returned to the Contacts view where you pressed Ctrl-N or to the other view you are in if you used the Ctrl-Shift-C shortcut. This concludes the episode on Microsoft Outlook. It also concludes the series using Windows from the keyboard, which was my pleasure to present to you. All 10 episodes can be found on the Canadian Council of the Blind podcast feed. Much of the content in this series and more is also available in written format as a series of weekly blog posts. You can find the blog posts on the Get Together with Technology, GTT, blog site also hosted by the Canadian Council of the Blind. The blog site is gttprogram.blog. That's g-t-t-p-r-o-g-r-a-m dot b-l-o-g. Use the category filter called Windows from the Keyboard Tips to filter the relevant blog posts. If you have additional suggestions for Canadian Council of the Blind podcasts, please let us know. Contact details follow. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com.